Oh boy, man. Oh baby, you guys. What is this? James one eighty two. Are you talking or are you lip syncing? Oh, your mic's not working. You're faking it, dude. You're not a good faker. You gotta. You're fucking. You're over fucking facially enunciating, dude. He's going. I'm that good. You're just jealous. I'm not jealous, man. It's okay to be jealous sometimes. I'm jealous of Elise because Elise. Because she was. She got to be on the podcast. (laughs) She got to be on the podcast, and I've never been able to be a guest on this podcast. Only a host. Who makes the clown laugh, man? You know know what I mean? mean? What do you get the man who has everything? You get him nothing but love. Yeah, no, this was a great episode. Um, Elise Willems of Funhouse fame, the wonderful yeah, yeah. Elise. Um, of Funhouse fame. Yeah, you guys know Elise, right? Of Funhouse fame. Um, of Funhouse fame. She's a great guest. We love Elise so much. She's always just like a positive presence, you know? Like yeah. you just can get into conversations and have tons of things to say and just like, it's just great. She's great people. You know? And in a weird world like this, man, with COVID, it's just so nice to be able to touch base. We haven't touched base with Elise in, in far too long. Yeah. So it was great to catch up. And uh, you know, before the pod, we'd talk to James, too, James Willems. And we're going to get him on here, too, sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just great, man. It's great to catch up with an old friend, you know what I mean? Talked about some SP7 stuff, what it was like. Got some callers in. You guys phoned in. Again, if you guys want to phone in for next week, we'll let you know who the guest is. If there's a guest, um, you can follow us on our social medias. Um, also go stream my song it's out when yeah it's go out. stream Kib's song man because it's an song. amazing fucking song and I'm so Thank proud you, of you for it and Thank I'm just stoked for all the future things that are going to be coming out but um, if you want to yeah. send us uh, an audio message go ahead and send that to beyondthepinemail at gmail.com and we will get it and that's a fact yeah. and yeah. without you further ado you can send ado, one without knowing that there's a guest and without for us, further ado this fucking show is about to start <laughs> Six, seven, eight, nine. Action. And cut. Hold, 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 hold. Go reset. On, set. Reset. Reset. Oh, reset. Five. Let's reset. Four. Back to one. Back to one. Could we keep quiet on set, please? God, yes. All right. Are we rolling? Sound speeds? Speeding. Speeding. All right. Racing. Action. Sweet. Cut. That was it. We got it. We got Ladies the shot. One and 182. Beyond yeah, the baby, 182. The we have a special guest today. The great, the, the wild, the absolutely necessary. The controversial. The, the controversial, the almighty, <laughs> the powerful. The one above all. <laughs> the, the who shall not be named. Stank Granddaddy Nasty. Stank Granddaddy Nasty, Elise Wild. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and Frozen. Thank you. Oh, am I? Oh, no, now you're good. It. You're good. Uh, you're good, oh, Elise. Oh, you're good. It. Okay. There you go. So I no problem. No problems. You know, I have. I feel like I have all these accolades, which you just mentioned, but good internet right. is not one of them. Yeah, I'm, s- I'm curious. What do you have? What do you guys have for internet over there, Elise? And first and foremost, I'd just like to say I love hanging with good people like Elise. Uh, I'm going to include James Willems in there because you guys are just good people, good vibes, good energy, and we're here. And I love that. I, 
I love you guys and I've missed having you. I mean, I, I've missed everybody at Funhouse being in the office, but I've also missed having you all. You know, yeah, I imagine you miss us like a us. little bit because we were wild and crazy. We've grown since. I yeah, we've it. grown a lot. I like <laughs> really? it. For, for real. Like and looking it was back always... on... Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, please. Looking back on Yeah, looking times. back, it was just like, um, you know, recently I've watched a few of our videos from in the Culver office and stuff. And I'm just like, wow. First of all, I feel like I was, for some reason, probably Angry. channeling all the stress and things of like life in the channel into like kind of being a douchebag in the videos, mm. <laughs> I realized. Mm. And um, I mean, that's pretty realistic. Yeah, that's realistic. Uh, of me. I get For it. me, you know what I mean? I, if, if I'm being candid, I thought when you guys were coming into the office, which I, I knew you before you came to work in our office mm. and enjoyed you all. And uh, I thought, oh man, they're going to bring a ton of hyper energy and it's going to be crazy <laughs> and it's going to be uh, you know, this, whole, I, I did have that, that preconception of like, oh, it's going to be why it's going to be wild. Yeah. Wasn't that way at all. At no point did I feel like, uh, you guys were rude in any, or like you were encroaching on other people or making it a bad work. Like I, I thought you brought a really happy and fun work environment Sometimes I feel like I would just go into your office <laughs> to hang out. Yeah. Just come I in just and be like, to be like hey. hey, guys, make make me laugh or something. Absorb. Yeah. Steve, do the and pooping it, your pants thing you do. Come on, Perfect. Steve, shit your pants. <laughs> anytime you guys popped in to record something, it was fun. And anytime you asked us to do anything, it was always a blast. So I really liked having you uh, there. And I also like came away with some really great parting gifts. Right, 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 right. Richard wow. Wadi. Wow. I mean, that's crazy. It makes this me think awkward. like, well, that's not, it wasn't mine. It was Steve's. Oh, um, okay. Oh, you thought that was mine? Oh, this is a good <laughs> bit. We talked about this Damn before it. the pod. Oh, really? Yeah. That's yeah, so funny. You, no, that's not mine. Um, Damn it. Some context here in our pre-setup. I explained hilarious. to Kib while James was in the bathroom that I have a copy of Richard Ayoade's book that I had taken from the Sugar Pine office. Yeah. That would have been really funny um, yeah. if, if you did your so homework. Mad. If you did the your energy. homework, that would have been really funny. Like on my end doesn't make a difference but on your guys's end like, yeah we didn't really next time like better research we're well, the cinema guy i thought you were the cinema guy you're Me? the cinema guy i am yeah. i went to school for it and i graduated with a degree magnum well, why cum, don't you have the book come come i have other books i have so many other books any book you can think of i have richard iowati's book it was stolen from me by <laughs> <Finally. laughs> No, genuinely though, I, um, that's Steve's book, and um, I I, it makes me think it, like what else he left at the office because we already know oh, some of the everything. things, so many things, man. He left his so switch, many dude, he, things, and he had. He? It's not like he was like had anywhere to go with urgency. It was just he just didn't feel like going to get his shit. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should have just done like what's that? That's fucking sale they do when people die. An estate sale. Oh, wait, An estate, estate sale. sale for Steve's yeah. shit in the office. <laughs> Should have an so estate sale. Enough time had passed that I thought no one's coming back for this. And, and you're I, right to think that. Oh, and I love books. You know, I wanted to give this book a home. Other, mm. Otherwise, I saw it being trashed because who else at Funhouse reads? Seriously, no they can't. I don't know much many people who can. Honestly. Yeah, it's tough. So I took it, but now I'm going to have Steve not darkening my doorstep. That's right. Well, he's Steve knock won't on your care for it. No, he's over it. You know what I mean? Um, he's, he was pissed for a while, but he's over it. Yeah, now. he talked to us about it. Like He was like, where's my book? Where's my book? It's my favorite and book. I like, like, I don't fucking know. And we were like, we don't know, man. It could be anywhere. And then he was thinking, like, I wonder if somebody from Funhouse took it. 
Um, but you know then, what? Now we know, and I'm going to tell him. And he's so gonna tell him. he's going to have tell to him. deal with that. But to touch on on our fucking wild energy at, at the office, it, what's interesting is I guess I for a long time thought we were chaotic with everyone, but I, now that I think about it, we weren't too chaotic outside of our own little bubble, bubble of, of recording and in our room and the people involved in Sugar Pine. And then when people were in the show, you know what I mean, or whatever, right. like bringing people in, we were chaotic. But that's yeah. true. We weren't like just constantly running all over the place like no. on a sugar high, you know what I mean? <laughs> Pixie sticks. But sometimes we were um, on a sugar high. One time Kib and I got free a... candy. <laughs> Remember that one time, Kib? We got like some strawberry drink from Starbucks. Yeah, the strawberry and magic, which is the Dude, sauce, yeah. and we were like, whoa, 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 whoa. And we were like <laughs> driving back and we were laughing in a way where like you can't breathe and you're just like, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. the kid was driving while doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was sick. Yeah, good time. You got to try that. You got It's well, called the, the strawberry something at, at uh, Starbucks, at least. And if you haven't had it, it'll make you go crazy. I so will. I just, and I've also seen the way you guys drive where Kip's, Kip steers and then James, you work the pedals. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I haven't learned how to use the pedals, so usually yeah. I, when too I have short. to go anywhere, I have James come with me. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes I mean? it's long, long drives too. Like you know, really long drives. Kip just went on a cross country road trip. Um, right. no, ma- no mask too, which is sick. Why would I? Um, right. and I was, no I just had to like kind of come along, and but it, it's tough when it's a small car because you know I have to sit kind of on the center console and use my left foot, and well, the gear box, I, the shifter. Does it has its way with me sometimes? It does, yeah. Mm-hmm. And to go into neutral is a whole prostate movement that mm-hmm. he's mastered. <laughs> I've what, mastered by time. this point, for sure, yeah. dude. The second <laughs> you said mastered, I was like, and I've mastered it. <laughs> for a while, James would sit down on his tummy in the driver's seat with his legs back, so that would be actually my backrest, and I would sit on James's back, and he would use his feet. Oh, I mean, his hands <laughs> to do the pedals. Yeah, I would just sit up there. I'm too short to reach, so. Yeah. Yeah, and while Beethoven's prostate movement plays on the radio, mm-hmm. the sixth, yeah, yeah. the sixth, the sixth movement. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. What have you been up I to during having, this time? Oh, can I can I just say one thing? You may, of and course. No. I I love having you guys there, and my favorite gaffe that you ever did was putting that bathroom sign on your door because oh, yeah. all those There's stuffy no suits, like all no those way. stuffy suits that would come in and open. Yeah. <laughs> I think I observed it once. And it cracked me up. I thought it, it was would happen beautiful. almost every day, or at least every single time there was someone who yeah. was just there working on something else. Uh-huh. The Hot Wheels team, the full screen team, the fucking Hot fucking Wheels suit. team. Yeah, dude. there's a Hot Wheels team. Yeah, there's a team for Hot Wheels, and dude, they would just walk in with the most urgency of all time, and then <laughs> <laughs> like they've been on a shoot, they've been shooting for four hours straight, yeah. haven't been able to go to the bathroom. The first take time five. they're taking a take five, okay, I'm going to use the bathroom real quick. I think it's just right outside the door. They come in, they open it, just an entire <laughs> crew doing other things, and they're like, oh, is this the bathroom? Like, no, come on in! <laughs> it's such a funny, innocent joke. Like, there are no victims in it. That's what I love about it. Yeah. You yeah. know? Well, and there are some victims. The carpet. The carpet. The carpet's a big dope. You know, if you're coming in there, you're coming in hot, mm-hmm. you don't have that time to pivot. Exactly. Coming Man, in, your pants so are already confused. undone. Like, you're ready to go. <coughs> yeah. And we you felt just, guilty about it, but I, I, I can't. I didn't feel guilty about it. sign off. Someone made us take that fucking sign off. I don't remember Did who. they? What a chump. But it, I don't remember who suit. it was, but yeah, it was some suit for sure. 
man, I I can't even think. I can't even recall <clears throat> how many times you guys would come burning into the parking lot, scourge after mm-hmm. a long cross country road trip, <laughs> d- double dolphining. Oh yeah. James's ankles are at Kib's shoulders. You know, the blood was rushed to his head. He's feeling a little lightheaded. You got to drain the vein. You're looking for the bathroom. There's no time. Getting a little confused. Yeah. It happens. It It just happens. happens. You know what I mean? And God, you know what? I loved that bathroom. They had such great bathrooms. I loved that for you. You know what I mean? And sometimes, like, it was one of those perfect bathrooms where. Some bathrooms, some public bathrooms, you go in and you go to make a poop and you're very self-conscious. Not in this bathroom. Didn't matter mm-hmm. who was pooping. You go in, you make a fucking I'm here noise. You know what I mean? I don't know if it was like that in the ladies' bathroom, but in the gentlemen's room, we were not gentlemen's. <laughs> we were no. friend friendlemen's. We were friends. We were benefits. frenemies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were friends with benefits in the bathroom. We had this whole thing going Always. on. This whole oh, thing where we would just shut the light off. If, if it was a full house, we would go in, we'd shut the light off, and then Don't we, light we would match. just say, friends with benefits, and then it yep. was just like a free-for-all. Light Socks match, on the door. Dude, Socks up on the, the door whole now. Room. Mm-hmm. Wow. What have I been up to, you ask? Yes, what have you been up to, Elise? I, you know, uh, keeping Funhouse going. We're still trying mm-hmm. to make content, and despite quarantine and covid keep that going and find innovative ways to to make that happen. Me personally, you know, 2020 wasn't I I have to say like there were down points, but mm-hmm. not as bad as a lot of other people went through, yeah. so I have to be grateful. I I self-published a, a children's book I'd been working on for several years. That's children's so cool. Class. Thanks. I, I had that written down as something I wanted to talk to you about. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's so sweet. Books. I'm something of a child myself. <laughs> <laughs> I have minds of a child, so I have a third grade reading level. So it was a bit. It was a, it was a little rough of a read for me. It was a little dense. It was tough. Yeah, um, highbrow stuff. But I had Lauren read it to me, and she kind of explained the subtext <laughs> and everything. It took about six months. You got through about a page a night. I was just ah, oh, it's enough of the reading. My brain hurts. <laughs> Dude, just reading Shut one page. Up. You finish the page. Fuck! I gotta lay down. <laughs> oh God. So Elise, I'm I'm so curious because I haven't really talked to anybody who's like regularly making YouTube content during quarantine. Let's finish I'm talking curious. about the book. Okay. Oh, well, it started uh, with the quarantine. Mayhabs, mayhabs. Let's get to the. We'll get to the book, but I want to ask <laughs> about about the YouTube stuff because my instinct tells me makes me feel as though there's more people watching they've everyone's got more time to watch so uh, strictly on that side i'm curious if like you've noticed an increase in viewership during quarantine and if not why no actually it's the opposite <laughs> wow I think, that's so I weird people i think well we've had some changes at funhouse we had like cast changes over the right, last year right, so right, right. that i think has has caused a dip in views but also i think people are just fatigued on watching a bunch of people in a four grid box or yeah. whatever, making content mm-hmm. together. I know I am like, yeah. I, I applaud them for doing it. But when I paid five dollars to watch Ratatouille, the <laughs> musical, I was like, I'm done. Yeah. You, you know? realize something has changed about the world and you didn't yeah. like it. <laughs> no. <laughs> and when Wayne, you know, Wayne Brady painted those whiskers on his face. I don't know if, how much you guys followed the Ratatouille musical. I haven't, but God, I didn't. Oh. I, and I want to watch it. I didn't even realize it existed. And I love Ratatouille. 
you won't anymore. No, oh. I'm just kidding. Uh, they, I, I really thought that it was a fun thing that they were doing, but it was at the point where I, I thought, man, I'm, it came out in December, I think. And I said, I'm kind of, or January and I'm, I was kind of fatigued on this kind of content. Yeah. Mm. And I think a lot of people are in that same boat. You know, we want the Bridgertons. We want the WandaVisions. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're burnt out on, on this kind of stuff. How are, are you guys feeling that fatigue too? Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling you know. an overall like fatigue on like day to day for sure of just like yeah. the rut and the routine, you know, and you try to do things to change it up. But at the end of the day, like for me, like, you know, I wake up, take Vinny to the park, I come back, I'm at my computer, I'm working on something or I'm like watching fucking videos or I'm playing a game. And then um, six o'clock we make dinner and then we watch a show. And it's like I feel like a lot of people are in like that rut, you know, where it's just like now you have the hyper awareness of like your daily routine. Um, and it's just, it gets old. Uh, sorry to interrupt there, Kib, but we have a sponsor and that's HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-portioned ingredients and mouthwatering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable, which is why it's America's number one meal kit. You guys know that we love HelloFresh here at Beyond the Pine. Um, some of my favorite recipes, and I think I've mentioned them before, is the creamy dreamy mushroom pasta, which is just a, a delicious pasta dish consisting of cream and mushrooms. And my other favorite is the black bean enchilada, both vegetarian options to keep you nice and healthy. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. HelloFresh offers 10 to 20 minute meals, low prep recipes, and quick breakfasts and lunches, perfect for your busy schedule. Get better value. HelloFresh is 28% cheaper than shopping at your local grocery store and 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal without sacrificing the quality. Truly, if there's one thing I can say is that all of the ingredients that I've ever experienced uh, with the different recipes with HelloFresh have always been very fresh and delicious, um, you know, and that's the most important part of a meal, obviously, is what you put in it. Um, I couldn't recommend HelloFresh enough. Like I said, my favorite recipes are the creamy, dreamy mushroom pasta and the black bean enchiladas. So if you guys are trying to eat healthy or if you're vegetarian, um, I highly recommend those. They have a vegetarian box, which I've ordered several times now, and I've never been disappointed. Um, I've, I've tried new recipes that I maybe didn't think I was going to like, um, and then ended up just being delicious, nutritional, and just a great time. So right now you can go to hellofresh.com slash 12pine and use code 12pine for 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's two more meals than last time. 12 free meals and free shipping. If you go to hellofresh.com slash 12pine, that, that, that's amazing. Thank you so much, HelloFresh, for sponsoring this episode of Beyond the Pine. How's yeah, Vinny sure. doing yeah. on an uplifting note? Vinny's great. Um, yeah, Vinny hasn't noticed a damn difference. He's a dumbass dog. <laughs> he's dumb as shit, yeah. Is uh, he? He's, no, he's not dumb. He's actually very smart, but he's very emotionally manipulative. Yes, That's for does. sure. Um, he makes James oh. do some fucked up things. Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he doesn't. No, Vinny's great, dude. Vinny's a fucking sweet angel baby love dog. He's just made out of pure love, and he bursts into fucking gumdrops he really stuff. is he's just happy to be alive you know what i mean and yeah like, there's i a mean lot he's loved having like us that, but... at home like every day now <clears throat> oh yeah dude he's so... just sick of you guys god uh, dude he definitely Get gets bored really? like yeah for sure because like you know i take him to the park in the morning come back he'll fall asleep for a few hours and then 
in the like mid afternoon, like two to four, he starts to get like, okay, when are you guys going to take me on another walk? I'm bored. <laughs> Dude, he's spoiled now. He's, a he's spoiled, spoiled and he'll be like sitting on his spot on the couch. Like he sits on top of one of the cushions right next to the window so he can like rest his head on the windowsill and look out too. And so he'll just be like sitting there That's and he'll precious. be like this. It's about time. It's about that time. He's like, Side eye that, do you guys, rem- do you guys voice, remember me? Is that the voice that you and Lauren do when you talk, when you do Vinny? Yes, like his that's vo- his voice. Ben, James and I have a voice for Benson. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We, we only talk as Vinny in his voice. Right. And um, it's hilarious. And I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, you have do to you have. Do you talk to Lauren <laughs> like that? Do you have a voice for Lauren? Does Lauren have a voice for you? You never talk to Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she Monkey has a. Man. She has a. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> a, a, a caged James. ogre kind of voice for Lauren. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, How's Benson? He's good. I mean, he's getting up there. He's yeah, getting older. He he's twelve. Wow, what a good and boy! Wow. He uh, he has a few health things like mm-hmm, his heart mm-hmm. and thyroid and stuff, which we've been medicating for years. So mm-hmm. he's he's always been a slow-paced dog if you recall, but yeah. he's yeah. he's definitely slowed down. His hearing isn't what it used to be, though James thinks it's just because he wants to ignore us. Um, That's impossible. For no one that knows, uh he thinks he's like, "Oh, Benson just doesn't give a fuck anymore. He's like living the good life." Honestly, I like list. that. I like he, that a lot. He doesn't respond to Benson. And but James said that he was walking him the other night and he sneezed, like James sneezed and Benson turned around. Oh shit! And then dude. and James is like, "You son of a bitch! You yeah, can hear us this whole like, time." He's like, and then he just goes, "Fucker can hear." Uh, <laughs> yeah, just, oh, what, yeah. What is going on? <laughs> what is this day all happening for? But the voice we do for him, I, I start and finish every sentence with the word mom, "mom." So he's like, "Mom, I need to go for my walk now, mom." I mom, love that. That's mom, you so promised cute. me chicken for dinner, mom. <laughs> mom, like, there's so some young. shit. There's some shit of mine. You need to pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> Mom. He's so young and sharp and he's just slow. Just I often so wonder what he thinks about like me picking up his shit. Whether he thinks I'm he's like he's like, oh, she really is into this. Like she wants yeah. this. Or he thinks you're super weird for it, like, ugh, leave it. Just leave it. Leave it. Just leave it. <laughs> yeah. Yo, come on, come on. Just no, you don't have to pick it up. It's fine. Just every leave it. Every shit, huh? Every yeah. shit? You need to pick up every shit? What's the matter with you? <laughs> you fucking freak humans, man. God, dogs what is it with you humans and dog shit? You guys just have to hold it and squish <laughs> it around. It. God, you fucking freaks as they're licking their fucking asshole. Oh, you guys are gross. <laughs> Come here, let me lick your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a funny thing to think about. I often think like, well, because I don't know if this is all dogs or golden retrievers. They have the the brain of like a two-year-old child, basically, yes. is like the equivalence. Is that all dogs that. or like most dogs? No. Some dogs are smarter. No. Some dogs are dumber. Yeah. It's, some it's usually breed by breed, right? But don't most hover around like toddler intelligence? Yeah. Yeah. Which is super fucking sweet and cute to think about. That like Mm -hmm. Vinny, for just his whole life, he'll just be like a two-year-old, like mind. Yeah. Like a little goofball. And then when they become old, they're just slow two-year-olds. two-year-olds. Yeah. (laughs) Like Benjamin (laughs) Buttons. They're Benjamin Buttons. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Straight up. And Dude, they're I like they're like slow Benjamin. and like kind of like gray hair and stuff, yeah. but then they're still like, did you want to take me to the park now? <laughs> <laughs> they're still Dude, for love. That's so funny. Just take a shit in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kate Blanchett really loved him in that movie, huh? 
I don't think I've ever actually seen Benjamin Button. <gasps> Damn. I don't know if I have either. I need to look it up. What the wow. fuck? Uh, I saw it once. And I don't know if it's a good movie, but I do remember at the time. There's a there's a point. Sorry to spoil it, James, but there's a point where wow, where he gets life. younger. Whoa. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Take me to the park. <laughs> where their their lives sync up and they're basically the same age. Wow. So like she's aging, he's de-aging, and it's like this beautiful point, romantic point in their lives. Um, and they just go nuts on each they other. Get to, they pure, they nut on each <laughs> other so much. <laughs> it's just this pure nut love. Um, and and it's actually for me that doesn't find too much romantic. I was like, damn, that's really fucking romantic. Mm. But then you know when you see him when she's old and he's like an old baby and she's walking him down the street. You're like, Ugh, yeah, it's no weird. Thank yeah. You. yeah, it's weird. I just looked up the picture and like immediately I went, Hmm. Have you seen it, Kib? No, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, but I saw <gasps> Benjamin and yeah, he's button. All right. <laughs> Benjamin's nutton disease. I think is what he has. No, it's button disease. Right. Nutton. Right, 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 right. Nothing wrong. He just that, grows spontaneous know? like buttons on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, skin buttons, dude. Skin buttons, dude. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Um, I want to go back to your book, though. Yeah, and I want to hear all hear more about, about it. it. So give it's give stupid. us the whole. No, it's not stupid. It's not stupid. It's so cool. It's genuinely I want a so signed cool. copy. I want an hello. I want the um the abridged <laughs> version. Oh, because it's, it's not that long, James. It's only like a hundred pages. It's for kids. Wait, what does what abridged mean? <laughs> Again, and what, what is it rated? For I know, but for wise? but for Kib, just explain what the word abridged. <laughs> I've crossed many bridges, man. What is I, the book a bridge? <laughs> I, I believe that abridged is when it's truncated in some way. Okay, now so we're going on. We're going on to other now words going, here. Going it's directors. It's the director's cut, or cool. it's maybe director's not directors. Cut, it's the made for TV. It's the or it's a TV edit, maybe. Okay, I love it. It's been edited for time. Nice. Maybe I don't know. Gotcha. I don't actually. I'm not a real what are the author. Ages? What's, what's it rated for? I I well I thought it was for like ages eight to thirteen ish right um but then and it's it's called a night in Halloween house so it's it airs towards sort of the spookier stuff mm. and I have had some people come to me and say uh, I was reading it to my kids and they got scared that's wow. and I was like well Let's your kids go. are pussies fucking so pussies I'm just kidding man. yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm just kidding loser kids man kids I'm just so kidding rude. dude they're gonna take um, that clip out of context and just ruin you. As a I children's know, author. I know. <laughs> where where can people get the book, Elise? It's it's on Amazon. Let's go. Uh, and I I did want to I self published it, and I did want to have it available in different places. Mm-hmm. But honestly, that was the easiest way to do it. As somebody yeah. that was like, man, I f- already feel really over in my, my in over my head self publishing it. But this system on Amazon does seem really simple, mm-hmm. and anyone can um, get it. You know what I mean? Like, there's almost it's not that there's no point of having it in, in stores and stuff like that, but it doesn't necessarily benefit you in a way that it's easier to get by any means. It's actually more difficult than just sitting yeah. at home and going on Amazon. It, it's just as available to anyone. You know, it's almost like a vanity thing, which is amazing. And it's a milestone to get in stores, which is like dope. But, you know, oh, man, I would anyone love to. can get it. I, I could also track it and see where people were buying it in the world. That's cool. like, like somebody's buying it in Brazil and Germany and India. Wow, so wow. many people in Brazil. Cool. There's like millions of copies alone in Brazil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is sold. going on? They're buying it it's, and reselling it for twice as much. <laughs> uh, I, I will say I, I'm proud of myself, but it's hard to have a real sense of uh, accomplishment when you do self-publish because you're like, mm. I don't really know if it's good. Like it hasn't gone through a system. Where well, there's still says, like there's still that. like reception from people that are actually like 
reading and people it. have been kind about it and and positive with their feedback which I, I appreciate but it's still like i'll never know you know had this gone to a publisher would they have been like this is trash right yeah you i see what you mean and also when you already have a fan base that's going to support you no, like no matter how good something is it could be objectively dog shit and they're gonna be like this is the greatest thing in the world yeah man. you know what i mean so it's hard it's not it's great that there's an audience that will love something, but you, it's like you want kind of like an outsider opinion or reach someone who's just a reader who doesn't know who you are and they read the book and go, this is a fantastic book and like, you know, just reach past your current audience with certain things to get that reception. Absolutely. And I have had people support me that know me through Funhouse who are amazing, mm-hmm. but I've had some instances where uh, th- whether through a review or someone I know got it for maybe like a niece or nephew and uh, they they liked it and it wasn't based yeah. on knowing Funhouse and that that to me was was meant a lot because my my hope with it was like I'm this isn't gonna sell a ton of copies or turn any needles but uh, it came from a place of something that I you know meant something to me and if mm-hmm. if like some kid in the Midwest just happens upon it and then reads it and enjoys it that's really awesome that's amazing and really really yeah. cool give yourself um, some credit. Like, yeah. I, I literally think that's fucking so cool it's that so you cool. wrote and self-published a book. Like, I have wanted to, like, I write stuff, but I'm always, like, I have the hardest time finishing shit. And, like, sometimes, like, with, with projects, like, seeing kind of, like, the big picture with things that I'm working on, um, especially if, like, it's just me that's, like, motivating myself to, like, start something and then finish it. You know what I mean? And so like the fact that you did that and it's out there, like I have the most respect for that. It's fucking amazing. Totally. Thank you. That's super. And one day when I learn how to read, I'm going to read it. <laughs> He's going to read the fuck out the of it. The fuck. Yeah. The Lauren thing oh. was a lie. The Lauren thing was a lie. Lauren can't read either. She, she can't read. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I'm not just like blowing smoke, but if you guys were like, Hey, we want to write a, you know, co- comedic essay book or something, even something like this, which it's funny because as I was reading this, I was like, it makes sense that I pulled this from the Sugar Pine office because it's <laughs> very in the Sugar Pine sensibility of like non sequitur humor, but mm. that still feels like it has a through line mm-hmm. and right. uh, a purpose. Yeah. And I could totally see you guys writing something like that. One day, dude. honestly, like I think it would be really cool too. like, you know, because obviously I want to write for film and tv and stuff um but i've thought about like there's this script that i've been working on since the summer um here and there like on and off you know depending on like what other projects i'm working on and shit but i kind of want to just like fucking write this as like like prose what does that mean like like book pro like uh like prose you would see in a book yeah like just write it like not like script format like literally just write it and Mm -hmm. then see Mm -hmm. what happens after that and I feel like that's kind of freeing too because like the only experience I have with writing is just writing scripts and stuff right. and like so I feel like sometimes when you have to stick to like a very kind of a rigid format, format like screenplay mm-hmm. writing like it's it's limiting and can put you in a box yeah or you might write predictably and stuff like that because yeah. you're, you're in this totally linear thing but if you create a story it's just like there's no box you're writing it yeah. and oh, then yeah. You could put it into script format afterwards. Yeah, and then I don't, I don't do have to think. Too. I don't have to be like, okay, so I'm in the I'm in the description and action yeah. lines. Like I, I have to <laughs> yeah. only write things that you can see on screen. I can't write what people are thinking. But like, if I'm writing right. a, in like a novel format, I can spend a fucking page talking oh, yeah. about how this guy was thinking and feeling about this fucking dick he was jerking off. 
that seems like a really good way to write a story, to come up with the yeah. story, and, and a good format to get the script the best it could be, because that reminds me of, of music. When you write a song, sometimes you just sit down with a guitar and you write the song, but then that song can turn into a totally different thing once it's brought to a producer or just produced in general, and it becomes, you know, it's the song, it's the story, but then it becomes the movie or the finished product yeah, of the when, song. You when know? you write music, kid, you should definitely do, do that. Do you approach it from like, I have this story to tell with this song? Or is that sometimes what happens? Or It's usually more so like a very in the moment thing where like you'll, you'll if you're writing by yourself, for me, it's the same as when I'm writing with like Nick or something. We'll just sit down and we'll just start making music, whether it's a piano or a guitar or something like that. And then you're kind of humming melodies and you kind of stumble into um, a, a word or a line or something that ends up just being like vulnerable and kind of you just let it kind of come out and then you build off that. You're kind of like a big, there's a big bucket of Lego in front of you. You're kind of building this thing and trying to find the right pieces and putting it together until, you know, it, it kind of comes together itself. It's a, it's a really nice, like kind of therapeutic thing to write for me. You know, is that how music is like for you too, James? Um, no, I definitely don't have like, especially for lyrics and stuff. I don't really have any sort of like process I kind of like I come at it more from like a production standpoint, like that's where I have more experience just producing stuff and like playing around with things. And I haven't really been too, like um, purposeful, I guess, with like the music that I've been working on lately. I've kind of just been doing it like for fun. Nice vape. Um, so. It, it, and it really just depends. Like, I kind of like feel you, Kib. Like, it, you know, it depends on like in the moment and the mood. Like, something might come to you and it really mm -hmm. fits. And like, especially like for me, like, you know, if I'm working on a beat and stuff, and then I, as I'm like working on it, I'm coming up with like the rhythm or the flow or something like that that they would go with it. It helps a lot versus like trying to come up with, at least from my perspective, like themes or things that you want to talk about or a story you want to talk about first and then trying to fit that into like a rhythm so like i do it more like the other way around like i have like a mm -hmm. rhythm and a flow and then i try to fit things into it but um yeah everyone's process is different yeah. i find just what works for me is just kind of not forcing anything and just stumbling onto things and like letting yourself be vulnerable and like just be in it and you kind of got if you're writing yeah. with someone you got to be very much on the same page so you're not feeling like judged or if someone doesn't like something you know you don't feel self-conscious if they're like no 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 you know what i mean because you could just pour your heart out and then be like no 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 but if you're on the same page it doesn't no, feel no, no, like dude, that's that stupid. was bad you suck it was just like <laughs> that wasn't what the song was asking for yeah. it's a it's a weird thing like finding the heart yeah 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 you just got to be fucking in it is that what it's like when when you write like when you wrote your your book did you have the story already in mind or did you kind of find it as you were writing it? So I, it took me like a few years to knock this out, mostly because there would be big chunks of time where I wasn't working on it right. or mm -hmm. I I can kind of get into the to the mindset where uh, I think a lot of people think, okay, well, if I want to write, I have to be able to, you know, clear my schedule and be in this zone and have everything just so. But that's sometimes so much pressure. I, I, yeah, it's yeah. so much pressure. And sometimes I've, I've gotten to the mentality of like, if you sit down today for 10 minutes and you write one sentence and that's all you do, that's all you were able to do today mentally because you've got, you're working and you've got all this going on. Like, that's great. And that's one sentence more than you had yesterday. hundred yeah. percent. Um, and for the concept of this book is that a bunch of kids are playing baseball next in the vacant lot next to this, this really scary house. 
And then, uh, lo and behold, like, they, of course, they hit the baseball and it goes into this y- the yard of the house. Mm-hmm. And then when they go to retrieve it, they get scared. Um, and then, you know, it's on the precipice of Halloween night. So by a series of events, they, they end up back at the house uh, on Halloween night. I love and, that. Uh, I, I thanks. I, it's like, it's, I don't think it's a revolutionary story. I just kind of, um, wanted to approach it as like something that felt very nostalgic to me growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause like I grew yeah. up in the nineties in a, a time where like we didn't have cell phones as kids and, uh, you know, you could go out with your friends and kind of didn't have helicopter parents texting you. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Explore uh, the neighborhood and go on adventures and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the kind of Missed content that. that I, the movies that I, I liked as a kid too yeah. and, and books. And I lived in a neighborhood when I kind of was thinking about it originally where there was this house and I would walk my dog by it all the time. And it was a very, it was clearly a house that you could tell nobody lived in. Um, it had, it, it was in a really nice LA neighborhood, mm. but it was, it was a sore thumb. It, it, uh, had like broken down cars in the driveway. The roof was all like ramshackle, there, it was overgrown all the weeds and stuff and I would walk by and I would think to myself like god damn if I was a kid and I I would run by this house I would be yeah. so scared to walk by this house and then I I just kept you know thinking about this house this house that's in it's it's like the Edwards <clears throat> not to this is dramatic but it's like the Edward Scissorhands house yeah. In, yeah. This, in this really pretty neighborhood um but I'm I'm fairly sure that someone just inherited this house mm-hmm. and you know they're sitting Let it on go it. To shit. Um, yeah. yeah, and you would never see anybody coming in, in and out of this house. And I was like, I just kept thinking about, wow, when I was a kid, this would be, you know, when, the problems you have when you're a kid are just they pale in in comparison to the problems you have as an, as an adult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like your problem as a kid would be, I have to walk past this house. What am I going to do? And like, you you know, you think about that for like a day. Yeah. But I also can't um, look like a loser. So maybe I'll just walk a little bit faster. <laughs> yeah, exa- absolutely. And so that's just kind of like where it ruminated and, and came from. And uh, and also, I think um, something that I, I'm sure you guys do this, too, as creative people, is you set out and you think like, I have to write the next revolutionary never been yeah. done thing you want it to be and important I, you want to feel like you've created something that matters. yes yeah. you know? something new that's never been touched and i was like i'm just gonna write something that i enjoy doing and makes me feel good yeah and mm-hmm. i'm not gonna mm-hmm. worry about like if it has any tropes or you know cliches maybe even leaning into those will make it feel nostalgic if somebody's reading it to their you know they're, they're in their 30s and they're reading it to their 10 year old kid yeah like uh i don't know if i'll be able to ever write another book but (laughs) it's like a cool thing to have done dude like that's 100 percent true though like i've experienced that time and time again and that actually sometimes is what like that's like the obstacle that prevents me from moving forward with a with a Mm. project is like you know oh i have this like i'll just come up with like this idea right and like from an angle that i feel like hasn't been done before and i'm like oh, like this is like this totally like this new thing. And then I start trying to develop it. And then I'm like, oh, no, this is like either way too hard for like where mm-hmm. I'm at. It's too high concept. Yeah, way mm-hmm. too high concept. Like I had this idea for the first ever um, in a world. Let me paint the picture here. In a world. In a world. <laughs> aliens live on Earth amongst people and are integrated into society. It's the story of the first alien to ever win Best Actor at the Oscars. 
Wow. I love that. I love and that. I'm just not Why at a place. Why did you laugh, man? Me? Why did you fucking laugh? That's a great idea. I love that. I know it's a great idea. <laughs> you laughed um, out of shame. And then I remember I told Steve that idea. And in my head, I was like, yeah, this could be like a cool like drama, like a, a crazy like story. And then he was like, oh, I love it. That's so funny. Is it going to be like a comedy? And I was like. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be a comedy. <laughs> it's going to be so funny, man. It's going to be so funny. I, I know, just like ideas like that, story. and you always want things to be like original and like never done before, but also yeah. you got to kind of recognize like where you're at as a creator, um, whatever like realm it is, and being like, hey, maybe put this one on pause for later. Let me get some more experience doing these ones. Mm-hmm. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and, and that's also totally you got to remember that like, Every story's for the most part, there's been a version of it that's been 100%. told or something yeah. something yes. similar. And and where the the creativeness comes in is is who's telling that story. It's your voice. They're telling that story. Exactly. Your voice. You know what I mean? Like and that's why you could take a story that that's just been told a million times and tell it in a way that's never been told or mm-hmm. just your voice resonating in a certain way. And that's why there's so many movies that are similar that you love this one, but this one was okay. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Every fucking can't horror all be movie Benjamin has buttons. all the same tropes. Yeah, all those Benjamin's you know? buttons. Can't all like, be buttons. Mm-hmm. Can't all be buttons. Sometimes they got to be zipper zip jackets. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like you just yeah. got to believe in yourself and like kind of for me with music, it's just like writing on feeling. I try not to overthink it. I try not to like make wonder if this is story's been told or not because every when you write a lot about you know relationships or or your views on the world or how you're feeling like everyone's been through fucking everything you know yeah. so it's like yeah. there's a lot of nuances that go into the the picture you're painting that makes it different from someone else for chances sure. are it's already in the bible exactly and, and the bible is awesome it's like i never i've never fully read the whole bible but i've heard it's a, it's a great read yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty light. You can get through it. Like it's a, a bit day. heady, though. It's a bit heady. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can do the New Testament in a year. Wow, it's nothing. I respect people that that even if they're not religious, have read the whole Bible just to see what it's, what it's all about. I don't think um, hardly anyone has ever read the entire Bible and understood more than ten percent of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And maybe maybe what's his name? Uh, that British guy who's really intelligent. He's funny. Gordon Ramsay? Brant. Brant. <laughs> Who's Brant? Richard Brant? Richard. Something Brant. He's like a he's like a philosophical guy. He talks like this. He's got long hair, right? Kind of like a rock star. No fielding. Richard fucking is his name Richard? No, Russell Brand. Russell Brand. Oh, Russell Brand. Yeah, yeah, Russell Brand. Dude, if he read it, oh, he'd come he's away. He's very philosophical. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, would, yeah, yeah. He would think he knew exactly what it meant. I think I, I think it's just honestly, like it, when I look at myself as a child, right, and right. I and I think about it's like everything. It's an autobiography. It's like a, it's like an autobiography, right? You're, isn't it? And you're the Christ character. And I'm the Messiah. So, I believe I'm that back. we're supposed to read it. We're supposed to read the Bible from a first person point of view, right? Right. You are all of the characters, and it's these demons and battles you face within yourself. So you are on the cross. And you condemn yourself. Honestly, that is actually true. All yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can't that honestly is true. true. And I think that's an important way to wow. look at the Bible wow. um, in a way like that. And that's kind of, and you, it bro. says it in there, too. So it's not really that. Thank you, bro. It's not really that smart that you thought of it. Thank you, bro. Well, I haven't read it. So, I mean, you know. I'm just making it up. All up here. When I was a kid, <laughs> I had 
I had an illustrated Bible, which isn't a Bible in the conventional sense. It just takes some of the most hardcore, coolest stories from the Bible yeah. and it makes like made wicked art for them. Yeah, like David and Ooh. Goliath. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I was like, this is just Noah's shit. fart. <laughs> <laughs> Noah's farts that ended up half the world. <laughs> he had just the worst torrential diarrhea and it flooded the world. Fuck. <laughs> Elise, when you went to did you go to school in Canada at all, like elementary yeah. school or anything? So you I had did. to do like world religions, or did you do high school in Canada? That's in high school. I, religions, I right? took a world religion class. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I didn't. I'm sorry. I took a world history class in high school. Did you do like value that even just as far as like understanding the rest of the world's beliefs and stuff like that? Uh, the world history, because you or yeah, like the I feel world, you, world religions. You, uh, I do. I actually really love when you go back and contextually look at a civilization and you can see why they mm -hmm. had the beliefs that they did. 100%. I think is really fascinating. The yeah. historical context is the most important thing when you're looking at like anything, especially the Bible. Mm -hmm. And like that's something that I think um, a lot of Christians and non-Christians alike mistake is the historical mm -hmm. context. Like things that were said in the Old Testament were said for a very like distinct like uh cultural reason and they don't necessarily apply today and mm -hmm. that's something you have to like come to terms with like i'm i consider myself christian and i like there's so much shit that is like you know we look at today and you're like no that stuff's not okay and it's like yeah it's true that stuff's not okay and mm -hmm. i don't think it applies in in today's society yeah um, it's like dude there was stuff people said in the 80s yeah <laughs> i don't the, think it's okay exactly <laughs> like, like, you got to understand that things, the, like, change. We can't even say the R word anymore. <laughs> Which one's that? That's go ahead, go ahead, say it. No, dude. Come on, pussy. Elise will. No. Elise, say it. <laughs> what? Uh, this is, a, is, this a, is this a gotcha podcast? Yes, it is. A 45-minute setup gotcha I've podcast? I've been trying to fucking gotcha James and Steve forever, dude. I'm like, what's the word? Say it. Tell me what it is. You won't. <laughs> I just don't know what you're talking about. Please It'll say it work. so I understand. I just don't know. It'll never work. One of these days. I guess so what else have you been up to, Elise? <laughs> oh, me? Because <laughs> I guess in conclusion, if you got an illustrated Bible, that's dope, man. That's great. I had one yeah. that was like a, um, what's it called? A um, chronological Bible. So huh. it like, because like everything's all out of order and stuff. So it took things and told them in, in parallel ways so that like you knew kind of like a timeline of like things that happened and like bouncing back and forth between different books and stuff. And it was cool. I, I, like I didn't that really better. read much of it because right. it was still very like dense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Think about the royalty checks and the, the guys that wrote that fucking thing. Got, the Bible. Yeah. Who wrote the Bible, dude? They're <laughs> fucking rich. Imagine being related to some, like one of the people that wrote the Bible. If you could even go back that far. Get the like royalties. Tra like trace your. Get the royalties. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I think I'm related to Luke. Um, you know, Matthew, Mark, <laughs> Luke, and Chad. <laughs> Marcus, Geronimo, Echo Bravo. Geronimo, dude. <laughs> you know, they actually scrapped Geronimo's section of the Bible. I don't know why. His his views were just way too ahead of, ahead of his time. Yeah, they had to do with, there was like AI and stuff in it. A lot of 80s slang. A lot of 80s Kib. slang. <laughs> um, what have I been doing? Yeah. Not a whole lot. I honestly, I'm a pretty boring person and I work a lot. Like I work a lot in my professional day job and then I, I try to work a lot uh, in my free time. And so I'm pretty boring. But that's not boring because what you do is not boring. You know what I mean? <laughs> like 
it, it might feel that way, and I think we all kind of relate to it in some ways in whatever version of the entertainment industry we're in, because you just do it so much that that's your normal, so that yeah. your normal must be boring to everyone else. This is what I do all day, so it must be boring, but it's really not. You know what I mean? Like, to, to people who are not in the entertainment industry and are interested in it, like, it's, it's so fucking cool. And, like, it's not, like, a dick-sucky thing. I just mean, like, it's really not boring. Like, making things for people to consume content-wise is so fucking cool. Yeah. It's just, you know, when you get in the rut of, of doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it, it, it just and, feels monotonous and, to some yeah. degree. Doing it remotely, too. And also yeah. trying to, you know, you have certain, uh, expe- uh, you know, you guys know, it's like if you have a podcast that you've sold and it's like that's, you know, becomes kind of routine mm-hmm. um not this po- not this po- i'm not referring to this podcast you're talking this about are you talking about this podcast not, no no no, no. One. like one of your other one of our one other, other podcasts, podcasts. okay this right. is a delight this right. is a delightful time i'm having a, bla- a ball god bless you dude Kip the and one I... thing i've been oh go please no you we want we want elise to she's sitting no, here babe so i'll go ahead and talk um yeah. yeah no ever since steve stopped doing the podcast fucking dumbass rest in peace he's did dead. he yeah he stopped doing the podcast yeah, um, he's doing Twitch full time now. Yeah, he's killing he's it on really? Twitch. He has like 10,000, 15,000 viewers every time he, he goes live. Really? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I can't tell if you're fucking with me. I don't know. No, no for for real, 100% real. the most truthful yeah. thing. Um, Steve is killing it on Twitch. I and, still don't know. Um, no, for real. No, for real. yeah, for real. You can check. You can, you can cross-reference us on this. He's making $100,000 a month now. <laughs> Not that much. Um, but it no, good. but uh, I was just going to say, like, ever since kind of Kib and I took the reins and continued doing it on our own, we've had this, like, newfound, refreshing kind of yeah, motivation with it, it. And, and admiration and respect for each other. And love. And love we're in it. love with... And we're in love. <laughs> yeah, it, it has been. It's been really cool because it's not like it's better without him or anything. It's just James and I have always been on the same page for wanting to do the same things with it mm-hmm. um, and, and approaching it the same way. So we're just excited to be able to do it that way. And it kind of feels, I don't know. It's not that it, it's always been a podcast. And we talked about this recently. Never really, We've never really felt like we're podcasters, but we are. But now, for some reason, more than ever, it feels like a podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I think we should start epiphany last nice. week. That could be exactly We literally it, had an epiphany on the podcast last week where we were like, uh, the dumbest we're, epiphany. The dumbest, because like on episode 181 <laughs> of a podcast, we were like, "Do we just realize that we're podcasters? We're we podcast hosts, guys. We have a podcast oh, yeah. now. You should check it out. <laughs> Please listen to the podcast." <laughs> I feel like when you're a content creator and you're doing other content, starting a podcast used to be the tangential thing that you did. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, we make all this other stuff. We can also do a podcast. Yeah, yeah, you know. But then eventually, sometimes I guess the podcast becomes the, the thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I would love if you guys, because uh, I think you're very interesting to listen to. And if you guys did a po- any, if, I don't know if you have any other podcasts on the horizon, a second podcast. But if you did a podcast where you delve deep into some you know specific subject, mm-hmm. I think you'd mm-hmm. kill it. Dude, Kip and I start another podcast, just the two of us again. <laughs> <It's just laughs> the same exact I mean, setup, but it's called something that, different. I think, I think that could, could be on the horizon for this podcast, too. Like, to still have the general conversation yeah. about our lives and randomness and stuff like that. But adding something like that could be great because it also gives the guest, you know, uh, something to grab onto and, and with the whole time they're on it, you know? I, don't, no. I mean, I but think if, if you guys were like, we're going to do a deep dive music podcast in each mm. episode, um, 
there's a podcast that I really like. Fuck, what's it called? But it, it dives into uh, film scores. Ooh, cool. Uh, but like, cool. you know, Lord of the Rings, oh. HP, uh, Danny HP. Elfman. And it's like pretty research, but each episode is like, let's take a look back at, you know, mm-hmm. the, the origins and process of this film score. And man, it's a it's real beautiful. That's I could really see, cool. I could see you fellas doing something like that. Totally. I think we, we haven't done that because we always thought making something niche was bad in a way. Yeah. But I think we're also learning that that's not the case. Like that people do want to grab onto something specific. And you, there's always going to be random conversation in a podcast like that, too. But, you know, being specific is just it adds something. It adds a, a very, you know, substantial topic to to have throughout the whole thing. Yeah, that's very true. You know what I'm saying? Um, hey, guys, I'm going to go pee. Um, You're going to pee? Again. So one second, and then we will take some callers. Let me stop you right there because we have another sponsor. That's right, another sponsor. And it's Honey, one of our OG sponsors that's been with us since day one almost. Um, We love Honey. It's one of the easiest online extensions that you can use to just help you save money and find discounts any way that you can. Everybody shops online, now more than ever, and we've all seen that promo code taunt us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online, and they range from various topics, you know, uh, tech products, gaming products, fashion, clothes, food delivery, like honestly, anything that you can order online just about, Honey can find you coupons for it. Um, Not too long ago, I... Actually, just like a few days ago, I ordered some new uh, Hue lights off of Amazon and boom, Honey hooked me up with those discounts. So check this out. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. Uh, When you check out, the Honey button drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon code, then they apply it automatically and it's amazing. You just watch the prices drop. And at this point, it's really no secret that Honey is so amazing. Um, they've found there are over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings, which is just incredible to even think about. It's it's literally f- free discounts, basically. It's completely free. Um, if you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting our podcast, Beyond the Pine. So you can get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash beyond. That's joinhoney.com slash beyond. Now back to the podcast. Can we talk about COVID quarantine bladder here? Mm-hmm. Which, God, yes. Because uh, this is something James expressed to me, which I haven't even thought about. And I think people, it's, it's happening and no one's saying it, is that because everyone's home, and you're never in a situation where you're like, I got to wait an extra 10 minutes to go to the bathroom. You mm-hmm. can go whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, like people, they're, everyone's bladder is is evolving. It's That's becoming crazy. better probably. I mean, no, think I think of, it's probably coming worse. Yeah, because then you don't <laughs> like, have worse the... Worse as in you got to pee more? No, yeah, worse as in more. you can't, or you're losing the ability to hold your pee longer. Because you're always But you're not really supposed readily... to hold your pee. Right. Hold, yeah. You know, Remember that woman that held her wee for a wee? Her died? wee? She no, that was a real gone. thing. She when, held it her wee. It How was long a real she thing. Uh, I don't remember, Wait, she, but she, there's she, this, I think a New York radio station was doing a contest. It was like, hold your wee for a wee to oh, win a fuck. Nintendo Wii. Oh my God. And she did it. She, she died. Um, I don't know crazy. if it was like sepsis or something, but. I don't know if it was sexist like or. 
<laughs> that we I mean, was the radio but... station held accountable in any way? Don't I don't recall. I don't recall. I'm surprised no one's made a doc about it, like the McDonald's hot yeah. coffee. You yeah, let's do, do a oh my god, we'll do like a Netflix was, series. Are you talking about the Tim Hortons <laughs> McDonald's situation? Yeah. I already dove into it. And apparently the company that owns the beans has always or for a long time sold to uh McDonald's as well. But now Tim Hortons isn't owned by the same company anymore and they have the same distributor, but now they have watered the, the coffee down. I had Tim Hortons this year and it's it not good. Was not the same. It was not the same. It's totally it's still like really great coffee, but it literally just yeah. like it's missing that oh, oh, as if as if it used to have MSG and it now no longer does. <laughs> like now it's like huh? That's a damn shame. It's a goddamn shame because it was the best coffee in the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm pissed. James wouldn't know. <sighs> Sorry, James. Like there's nothing like James. like fucking Starbucks, it's burnt. It's burnt and it's fine, but it's burnt. <laughs> fucking it's burnt is fine. Dude. I'll take it's fine. I'll take it. Dunkin' Donuts, more like fucking sunken donuts, dude. dude no Dunkin' good. Donuts is just so sweet. <laughs> like so sweet. Tim Hortons coffee there. was was the best coffee oh, yeah. you could get at a chain. I love the Tim Hortons hot chocolate because by the time you got to the bottom of that bad boy, it was just sludge. Yeah, slurp it yeah. down that chocolatey sludge. Just tar it's pit. such a shame. But at least they still have the fucking uh, what is it? The Chipotle chicken wrap. Oh, that sh- that shit's fire. That shit's fire. Well, ding, ding, ding. Do you hear that? Yeah. Do you hear that? <laughs> I think I do hear something. that. Are we getting a caller? I think, I think we getting are a getting caller. a caller. At least we have callers. So we're going to have to accept a stream here. So, yeah, I'm going to stream James, or share my screen and you're, you're going to you're going to take it. I'm going to rip it out. I'm going to rip this hair out. We're back. Got to look good for the camera. You know what I mean? OK, let me pull this shit up. Pull that shit up, James. We've got big, big callers from you guys this week. Thank you guys for calling in, by the way. You know, we love this segment. And I'm hearing a caller. Okay. <laughs> Who could this be? Yo, what's up, Kib and James? Uh, my name is Adam, coming at you guys from the East Coast. Shout out North Carolina. What's up, Adam? I uh, love what you guys do. No uh, I've loved it for years. Um, everything to do with your YouTube channel, podcast, music. It's all absolute bangers. Uh, but my question, uh, if this is not too late getting it in, would be for Elise. Uh, just curious what... It is actually too late, unfortunately. It's too late, unfortunately, um, for you, sir. Sorry there, pal. Just kidding. It's not, it's not our fault. What happened? Was your initial reaction... Um, or how did you initially see the Sugar Pine Boys when they first signed on with Rooster Teeth and moved into the office? Like, what did you think of them we initially, and then that. how did it change That's funny. over the years? We talked about that a little bit. Um, we didn't yeah, talk about, thanks, like... guys. Keep up Can the you good not work. cut off our caller, please, please. Elise? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about Sorry. caller. Thank Sorry, you, Johnny. Johnny. He kept pausing a little bit, and I didn't know if he was done or not. <laughs> he goes, um... <laughs> But that, that is a wonderful question. And I we talked a little bit about when you first came to work in our office, but not when you first joined Rooster Teeth. Right. Because we were in the Van Nuys office for like a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think. Um, at first, you know, I thought, okay, I'm the golden goose of this company. Who? Right. Right. <laughs> you are, of course. How dare they? <laughs> yeah. Who are these young whippersnappers coming in, taking this title? No. Uh, uh, these freaks. I think like it's. It's a thing where uh, 
I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I'm I'm not somebody that watches YouTube. I don't really watch a lot of YouTube. I don't I know you. who anybody is on YouTube. And that's not because I feel like I'm above YouTube. I'm just I have like the, the entertainment sensibilities of a 65 year old. Right. And so I just still watch a lot of really traditional stuff. Um, totally. Same. And so like I really didn't know you guys and I because I just don't really know many people across mm-hmm. that sphere. Um, but then like seeing the kind of comedy you guys did, it was so frenetic. And so I, I like silly. I like silly stuff a lot. So Elise loves silly. Yeah. Elise I love like silly, silly shit. shit. Elise that loves silly string, dude. Dude, she can't get enough of silly string. <laughs> you know, when Benjamin Button, he gets up on that stage and he's doing his little jig and I go, you silly little fucker. You, you silly little goose. You, you silly little baby? ugly little piece of shit. You're fucking so <laughs> silly. Uh, and, and, but I was skeptical. I was like, what what is there beyond the the beyond the pine? Right, I guess some would say. Right, right. And right, honestly, right. when I when I saw the you guys were were really sweet and invited us to the wood screening that you did. I think at the not the landmark the With, art uh, at the arrow the arrow arrow, oh, the arrow yeah. And uh, it was just so impressive. It was so impressive. Thank and you. like I know like James and I at least like walked away uh, being like. Man, the fact that you guys did that, especially in the time constraint that you did. Three days, uh, baby. Three days. It's like unheard of. And it was so impressive. It is unheard of and it, and, should, uh, it shouldn't be the standard. It's extremely difficult and hindering to the process. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> no. Yeah. 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 This shouldn't be what everyone's like, trying to do. James did have a chance concert to I, go to. I, I was really. I had prior <laughs> engagements. James did have a chance concert I to go to. I did have a chance concert to go to. And I did go to that concert. And that was a great concert. And it hurt the film. I understand. <laughs> 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 Uh, but then I, I was like, okay, there's a, there's definitely like more depth and dimension to you all just than just being comedy centric. And there was an uh, interesting time where I think we were still like the line was very blurred. Like we kind of not only blurred the line for the videos, but we kind of lived in it mm-hmm. way more so than when we actually moved to the Rooster Teeth office. You know what I mean? Like we were very much in it, like being the characters in yeah. our real life with each other mm-hmm. to just constantly be making each other laugh. And then we just kind of grew out of that. But that I could totally see why you'd be like, okay, this is fucking, what is this? Yeah. And then you see the woods and you're like, okay, so there's there's more to these, there's more substance to these humans than than what they present, you know? And and honestly, I think the kind of absurd, absurdist stream of consciousness and twisting callback and reference like comedy that you guys do is not easy. It's not like, I think there are probably people that see it and go, Oh, they're just saying whatever comes to their minds. And I know mm-hmm. that's not the case because I know mm-hmm. that uh, being help, have a camera in your face and say, go say something that's going to be funny and weird and out. It's not easy. It's not yeah, easy. That, that it is an interesting thing because the final product looks like it's randomness. Like, yeah. you know, people uh, say word association all the time, but it's like mm-hmm. it, it's not just a random word with word association. There's, it's like it's such quick thinking. And I'm trying to like suck our own dicks about it. It's just that's literally how I've always felt about it and why I appreciate comedy because I overanalyze comedy. I'd love to. I'm the guy who likes to after we all laugh about a joke, then explain why I thought that joke mm-hmm. was funny because you to do me, do that. it's so funny. Mm-hmm. I do that. And I, like, I love that. I, like I, I think about comedy a lot and I love I love I have like certain comedic heroes that I love, whether they've done a memoir or they just talk about comedy. I love love hearing those people talk about comedy. Who are your heroes? Steve Martin is like oh, definitely yeah. one of my like big Legend. comedy heroes. Um and in in concert with that, like 
Martin Short. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really mm-hmm. love to his memoir. Um, and like Amy Poehler, of mm-hmm. course, um, uh, Madeline Kahn, I thought was really, really great. I, I do like a lot of these kind of older last generation people. I there, mean, those are some, legends. Those are legends. legendary yeah. people. Like yeah. the movies they made are so funny. I think I recently just watched a Martin Short um, film. It might not be fucking Martin Short, but it's, it's one of those two. Um, ah, fuck it. I don't remember. They were, uh, it was about an airplane. Might have been called Airplane. Was it Airplane? Was it, was it uh, <laughs> Leslie? Leslie Neal. Oh, Leslie, yeah. Leslie Nielsen is like one of my right, 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 right. heroes. I love it. Yeah, I that's like, the I mean, like, R.I.P. The definition right. of like absurd, absurd, silly, yeah. like self-aware, just nonsense. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. satirical too, so it has a purpose. Like what we were talking about right. before, where like you have all the shit, but then it has to have like its underlying purpose. Yeah, I mean, all that shit's amazing. Like, I grew right. up, you know, all the National Lampoon movies. Like, I love Chevy Me Chase. Too. Despite, oh, like, love Chevy Chase. you know, I guess the fact that Chevy Chase is a piece of shit. I think, like, yeah. Chevy Chase, I think, is one of the funniest people, especially, like, 80s, 90s, like, Chevy oh, Chase, God, yeah. where he's just, like, this kind of, like, a little bit egotistical, like, kind of straight-faced, but, like, still, like, just an idiot, like, bumbling. Not self-aware Not at self-aware all. at you know all. I mean? that's, and yeah. that's funny, because that's, like, the other side of it, is, like, exactly. you have comedians like Steve Martin and stuff who are very self-aware with their comedy, but then you have Chevy Chase, who has, like, a similar yeah. angle, but then he, like, takes away that self-awareness, which comes off more egotistical or, like, douchey, but it's, like, still so amazing. Like, I also think that's what we did too, and why there was a, such a blurred line for so long is because we presented everything, the characters and what what we did in the video, as not self aware, and then added mm-hmm. some self awareness to the edit and the narration and things like that. Yeah, and it's know? so hard when you're you're playing a character, but your character's name is Kib. Yeah, <laughs> and shares all these attributes. Yeah, what a dumb name. Not attributes, but like, such a, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're like it's it's tar- it's tough to say like, well, it is a character. It's not really who yeah. I am and go home to be. Yeah, um, I struggled with that for a long time too because like I, once people, like why we stopped blurring the line not, or why I kind of stepped away from the blurred line and stopped being as like, you know, not self-aware was because I was struggling with that and I was like, you know, people don't, they think this is who I actually am. They have mm-hmm. no idea who I am and I was like, come on guys, this is a fucking video. Do you not understand what this is? Like, so I just felt weird about it and and looking back, like I wish that didn't happen but I'm glad I, you know, just kind of stopped at yeah. some point, you know? And that's just growth. That's just natural progression yeah. mm-hmm. of like whatever thing you create, you can't do the same thing forever, especially if it like affects your life in any way. Yeah, you grow um, out of it, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I think we have another caller I think we're hearing the call. Ding, 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 ding. Really excited. Um, this next one is a girl. That's awesome. <laughs> Do you think maybe she's single. James. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys hear it still? Yeah. Hey, James and Where's Tib no and Elise. My name is Olivia, and I'm a human female who watches and listens to your podcast, wow. depending on what's most convenient for me. Um, I'm recording this on my phone because my roommate borrowed my microphone about seven months ago and never gave it back. Ugh. So sorry about the audio quality there. You can thank uh, my roommate for that. Goddamn roommate. So my question is, I'm very happy in the relationship that I am in and have been for the last three, almost four years now. But sometimes 
I think about this message that I received on a dating site right before entering this relationship, and I wonder if I made the right choice. I wonder if I missed my the one, mm. uh, as you would say. So I've attached the message, the the message, so that you can read it and give me your opinion. Um, thank you so much, and I really enjoy the show. Thank Amazing. Um, I do have the message. You have the message? I have the message. Wow. So let me um, stop sharing this and We're gonna start share sharing the message. that. Let's share that message. Watching stream now. All right, we got the message. At least, why don't you so read the, this for us? Yeah, this first message, the blue one, uh, um, I'm guessing, is Olivia. Olivia and then the right. gray one is the response. Okay. I'll be the so response. What, so what does it mean to be a Montana boy through and through? How different are you from Cali boys? Well, first of all, we don't squat to piss. <laughs> and we work our asses off. We get dirty. We fight. We drink. We're the last of a dying breed. <sighs> wow. Um, that was it. So I'll, I'll have the first commentary here. I think that you asked, you know, did you miss out on the one? And I think the, uh, the answer is clear by this. I mean, mm -hmm. this, this person obviously carries with them, not only the strength and perseverance, but the weaknesses, but also the weaknesses and the idi idiocracy of okay, rude. what's, rude, what's yeah. wrong with masculinity toxic masculinity mm. and i think that um although i agree with it and i think yes you did miss out on the one mm -hmm, he does. um he does think that that's actually what i think so yes i do think that you missed out on the one that this person <laughs> i mean this person just seems like they got their shit together you know i mean first of all we don't squat to piss i well, squat to piss kib squats to piss yeah it's just what happens in in california um you know it's the gravity it's the it's the climate you know um the warmer climate the more temperate climate, it makes you want to sit down and piss because you're just so you're bogged down yeah, with all the Yeah, I just get so the, horny the that heat. I got I to squat. Yes, yeah. um, we get dirty, we fight, we drink. We're the last of a dying breed. Well, I just realized there's a typo in that, so actually he's a fucking dumbass idiot. Um, how do you not spell correctly? Which word did he? Were. Wow. Yeah, we're supposed to be that almost threw me off there. You know what I mean? Where we are. So, Elise, what do you think? Did uh, did she miss out on a on a dying cow breed? Well, first, I my attention is first drawn to the icon image there, mm -hmm. which camouflage camouflage some professional photography, maybe taken in a Sears portrait studio. Mm. Um, sorry, sorry that I stopped to, sharing it. Oh no, that's that's fine. Just just which leads me to believe that maybe maybe there's more. Uh, pomp than we then we are lead to, led to believe by his sort of you know carefree salt of the earth mm -hmm. attitude here right. this working man's like I'm see, I'm seeing maybe that there's a bit more vanity than he would lead us to believe so right. it's yeah. kind of like yeah I think there's a, a, a message here just to not believe every mess you know, every message that some Montana boy sends you. Cause we've all been there. We've all yeah. been to Montana. We've all been talking to, we've all been to Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Cause we've all been there. Yeah. We've all been to Montana. Yeah, we've uh, all been there. Yeah. We've all been messaging Montana boys on our off time, you know, and kind yeah. of just seeing what happens, you know? Mm -hmm. And, What's um, gonna, is it going to take off? Am I going to, is he going to 
pay for my is bills. Gonna, is he going to send me some no. money? I don't know. Or what? What the fuck is this? Well, I'll, I'll say this about that. You know, my first question, and I mean no disrespect by this, by this, not a, there's no V in by, um, is I'm curious if this was satire, uh, the question if this was the right guy for you, only because I only see bad in this guy. I get no good vibes I think, from him. I think if you want, I can actually answer that because I feel like just from this call, I feel like I really know Olivia. And right. I think yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, oh, okay. So basically what I'm saying is no. I'm saying that I, kind of the exact... Hang on. Olivia, hold on. Olivia, here's the thing. If you're from... You know what I mean? If you like Montana boys and you like that type of person, doesn't mean he's a bad guy. I know I, I, know I said right. that. But like, I come from small town Canada. And there's a yeah. lot of like what we call hicks. Yeah, get to the and that point. word probably will be canceled. I'm getting to the point. Yeah, get to the um, point. I'm getting to the point. We're and basically people marry and be with and and are attracted to people of similar values and similar personalities. So if if you're you know aligned with that kind of personality, then maybe maybe you missed out on the one. But you know, based on how you spoke to us, it seems like this isn't the guy for you. This isn't <laughs> your. There's- you know, An- another way to look at this, though, whereas the climate crisis, Montana, oh. a source of fresh groundwater right here, you know, natural lakes. Right. Olivia. Think about think the about planet. It. Think, yeah. think about it. Well, Stop we, thinking about yourself. You know, Stop being so think selfish, about the planet, Olivia. you know, like cut down on your footprint, you know. Yeah. God. And honestly, I mean, he's doing it. He's doing it. Clearly, he's gets, Clearly. getting down and dirty. And he's wearing, you know, a, uh, he's wearing a camo jacket. He probably hunts. You know what I mean? Not supporting those fucking meat industries, dude. He's probably getting his own meat. Mm-hmm. And bet. I'm sure he's got a big you know, chunk of land. You yeah, thought I was going to say something else, but yeah, I was yeah, saying yeah. a big chunk a of big, land. Because you went, you went from meat to a big chunk that of land. That when right. these cities and the metropolitan areas collapse because of food shortages and right. what the water crisis that's And population maybe, control. Population control. Maybe you got a little space in Montana. You can head out too. Well, not Think anymore. I bet you his chunk of land is nine, ten inches. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Minimum. <laughs> Minimum. Dude. No, Olivia. My real answer is I don't think so. No. Yeah, no, Olivia. You're happy. Yeah, no. I think easily. Yeah, you're happy now. And we're happy that you're happy. And you're happy. And you're happy, Olivia. We love you. Thank and you for calling, in, Olivia. And you're happy. And you're happy. And you don't have to tell us maybe you're not happy because we're just going to think that you're happy. Leave it. At, leave it at that. Oh, did you think that I was done? Well, I'm not because we have one more sponsor. It's DoorDash. Did you forget that one thing at the store? Well, now you can get snacks, drinks, and household essentials in 30 minutes with DoorDash. We've all been there. You know, we've all gone to the store and forgot one or two things that was on our list, or maybe we forgot to put on our list. Now, instead of having to go all the way back to the store for a couple things or wait till the next time you go to the store, you can just order those essential items uh, from DoorDash. DoorDash connects you with the restaurants that you love right now and right to your door. And now you can get the grocery essentials you need with DoorDash too. Get drinks, snacks, and other household items delivered in under an hour. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want from where you want, and your items will be left safely outside your door using the contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 3,000 partners in the U.S., Canada, Puerto Rico, and now Australia, you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, and Cheesecake Factory. So guys, listen up. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code PINE2021. 
And if you're an Australian listener, use the code PINEAUS. That's 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code PINE2021 in the U.S. and PINEAUS in Australia. Don't forget that's PINE2021, or if you're in Australia, PINEAUS for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Thank you so much, DoorDash, for sponsoring this episode. Now let's get back to the uh, to those callers. And we've got our next caller. Ding, 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 ding. Hey, guys. Diego from California here. Diego. Um, I've been a big fan of Sugar Pine 7 since before Sugar Pine 7, since the source-fed days. And uh, I've essentially grown up with your guys' content. Wow. When you guys started, I was a freshman in high school, and I'm going to be graduating in a few months. So you've been a big influence in my life from my sense of humor to my love for film uh recently i've even begun writing my own short film and it's actually coming along pretty great let's go <laughs> uh, all this Hell to yeah. say i love you guys really appreciate all the work you've put out but uh since i'm in this kind of creative momentum right now i was actually wondering what are some of the films or filmmakers that are the biggest inspiration to you guys mm. uh much love Nice. That is an absolutely awesome question for me. I love that question, talking about that question. Um, Elise, why don't you answer? (laughs) No, you talk about it, please. Please. Some of my, some of Elise's biggest inspirations. (laughs) Carrot Top. Yeah. Carrot first. Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. (laughs) Dude, Tony Hawk, Carrot Hawk. um, (laughs) Bald Eagles. um, Bald Eagles. Centrifugal force, painted nails, <laughs> brownies. Who is it? Who is it? Who are these influences? They're um, just influences. Wow, so many. Brownies. James, who are, your, who are your actual influences? <laughs> yeah, my actual influences. Um, yeah. The cool thing about influences is that there's so many different levels of, you know, what influences you, and at what point in your life those things influence you. You know what I mean? Like overall, I think like some, I think I actually have a list cause I'm like that. I like keeping lists of like my favorite things and stuff like that on my phone just too. so I know them. Um, let me, let me see. Do I have, Oh yeah. Well, here's three right here. Um, Stan Lee. Mm. Amazing. I think just like the, the world, the world building of like Marvel comics and things like that. And Stanley being so pivotal in that, obviously, like God bless just him. building those beloved characters. Bless him. Um, for film, Martin Scorsese, he's my favorite director for sure. Um, he can tell so many different kinds of stories and present them in such different ways. Like he has, you know, so many directors have like a very distinct style, and he does too. But he also covers a lot of ground as far as like the subject matter that he that he um, puts in his films and stuff like that. Like I just watched Taxi Driver a few nights ago and I hadn't seen Taxi Driver since high school and that's late 70s and that's that movie's fucking unreal. Like mm. it's, have you guys seen Taxi Driver? I don't know. No, I haven't actually. Oh, watch it. It's fucking crazy. Um, I don't think I will. Even like more recently, like The Irishman, you know? <laughs> um, I love The Irishman. Which like movie. if you look at, you know, some of the movies that Martin Scorsese's most known for Goodfellas casino, like those very like classic gangster movies that kind of glorify 
violence in a way. And then you look at <laughs> you look at the Irishman and you think, oh, is this just like Goodfellas the same thing? But it's not. It like totally just like Goodfellas. flips it yeah. on its ear. And they you're looking at it from more of a lens of like how destructive like that lifestyle is. And it, it's like a much more mature look at crime and stuff like that because you know he's so later in his life. And so mm-hmm. he's able to look back and like do that stuff. Um, another one of my big heroes, honestly, maybe these are just my heroes, not necessarily my inspirations. Mm-hmm. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm a huge Arnold fan. Um, like I think he's so. Dovna. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's so um, relevant and important as like an actor in the '80s and '90s. Like some of my favorite movies, you know, he are his movies: Terminator, Terminator Two, fucking Terminator Total 3. Recall. Terminator 3, Terminator 4. <laughs> um, no, just the first two. Um, I just, I think he's, and also he's like the definition of the American dream. Mm-hmm. Like coming here as, a, I think he was like 18 when he came yeah. here. Young, dumb, um, and full of cum. Full of cum he was. <laughs> you know, he came here, didn't know, like he didn't speak English. He literally learned English. Um, I believe when they were making Pumping Iron, the documentary, um, back in the, I think it was like the late seventies, early eighties. Um, and then you just blow up from there and he loves America for that reason. Um, the opportunities like in a perfect world, what the American dream stands for is an awesome thing, but it's been corrupted and perverted over the years and taken advantage of, um, from the inside, like not allowing those opportunities for people who are coming to this country, like what it was built on. You know what I mean? I'm not like, I, I realize I just said, you know, it's been convo- con- corrupted and taken advantage of that makes it seem like I'm talking about immigrants, but I'm not, I'm talking about like from the inside, James fucking hates immigrants <laughs> <laughs> from the inside, like those, um, moral values, not necessarily being as true as they were when they first were like incepted, conce- mm-hmm. conceived, you know what I mean? Um, and I really respect him also like currently as just like a positive voice in the world and, you know, talking about certain Agreed. topics and things like that. And he obviously is a Republican, um, but he is one of the Republicans that are good and didn't, doesn't just go along with like Trump. And Let's I think that's politics. good. Let's talk politics. I am God, a member of the, yeah, those, those right wing Rep- liberal cucks, um, dude. I'm a member <laughs> of the Republic Canadian Party. Ooh. So, uh, Ca- Canadians for uh, um, American Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I take offense to all this. No, I yeah, did you see um I don't remember if it was after the election or before the election or around the ins- the I can't believe I'm saying this but insurgency mm-hmm, that happened the but the uh Arnold Schwarzenegger, he posted this video where he spoke about something that he had never actually publicly divulged, which was, which was that his father, his father was either a soldier in the Nazi party or mm. he was a sympathizer. And so, you know, post-war living in uh, Nazi occupied Austria, his father like um, was someone who came in on the wrong side of history. And right, that right. led to him being abusive and an alcoholic and all these things. I think I saw uh, that. So I think like in that probably America meant a lot to him too. Yeah. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, those are just some, I could probably talk for hours about things. My, my <laughs> two favorite directors, I would say that 
inspiring me when I when I shoot things and think about film and stuff like that would be Scorsese and Wes Anderson. You know what I mean? Wes Anderson's style primarily. Mm-hmm. I love how he frames things. I love the color choices he uses. I love the tone. Got a Wes Anderson book right there? I got a little bookshelf, Wes Anderson bookshelf. Wait a minute. Is that also from our office? No, no, no. I I have, um, (laughs) I don't just just take everything, loot the sugar No, 100%. I think we had that Wes Anderson book. uh, It was Steve's. I have, um, I have just a bunch of Wes Anderson scripts. Oh, that's all. Collected scripts that they released. And then, of course, like that book. And, um, I have, oh, and then just like another book that's like, uh, that breaks down Wes Anderson filmmaking and, what he you know this genre he's created and stuff yeah um, i love so that. I'm that's with what's you, so cool I'm with you. he really has like fucking just come inside and held the fries of the of the film industry like he's so he just paints such a cool picture and such mm-hmm. a cool vibe i mean also quentin tarantino just like you, you can't not think about quentin when you think about even shots and tone and things like that too like he's so good those are my favorite three directors i think hell yeah uh i it's weird because I like I don't really uh, see myself as being a cinephile in any way, but I do have directors that I admire, mm-hmm. and uh, like obviously you mentioned Wes Anderson is a big one. Um, I uh, what's what's her, Olivia Wilde? Mm. I think is like somebody that's new to directing and probably got a lot of. Um, or, or I mean, maybe I'm I'm over assuming here, but I feel like maybe for her as a woman coming from acting, she was probably uh, not taken seriously, maybe. Mm-hmm. But she, man, I don't know if you guys saw. Um, God damn, what's that movie she made? Um, I can sorry, find I it right now. Olivia Wilde. We'll call um, her. Oh, Booksmart. I don't know if either of you saw Booksmart. Oh, she directed Booksmart. I did she not see Booksmart. that yet. Yeah. But, um, wow. That's crazy. And, uh, yeah, and that movie's so stylized. It's just so, uh, you know, original feeling mm. uh, in the story that it tells and the, the way the characters exist and just the visuals in it. And uh, I, I was, like, so impressed just thinking yeah. that this is probably somebody that maybe had to, you know, she got her, she had the foot in with acting, of course, but maybe mm-hmm. yeah. people just looked at her as an actress and said, well, you can't do this. It's tough, too, um, because she's, like, a pretty big actress like she's fantastic so you see them being so good at one thing and then it's like oh you're gonna try your hand at this now and then add you know being a female in the industry too like it's scoffed at in that kind of way too so it's mm-hmm. probably really hard for her but like was that i'm sure that movie's great you know what i mean if you're even mentioning it like so like yeah no a, that movie a, um was that two years ago that, that came out i remember it was like yeah like a, a what's it called a hidden gem yeah. like wow. when it came out and it good for um, her it's on my list. I definitely want to watch that. Um, another, like, if we're talking about, like, female filmmakers, um, Greta Gerwig, obviously, oh, yeah. is fucking incredible. Like, she's, I think, yeah. one of the biggest forces in, like, newer directors that are coming out. Um, I haven't seen Little Women, but I watched Lady Bird for the first Lady time a few Bird's months great. ago. Fuck. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And that's, like, one of my favorite things with filmmaking is nostalgia mm-hmm. and, like, conveying nostalgia in a way where even if you didn't like grow up in that area or that decade, you can still feel, feel that like nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like one of my favorite movies is called This Is England, and it's about oh, like it takes place. Amazing, dude. Yeah. If yeah. You, have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Years ago. Years oh, ago. Oh god, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, you know, it takes place in the early '80s in a small northern English town, and like I got no business relating to any of that. 
but like it just James was talking like this afterwards. Wasn't he? Wasn't <laughs> he? Um, Oi, governor! Really brings me back, governor. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> um, yeah, guys- but just stuff like that. Um, oh, another one that just popped into my head: the Safdie brothers. For me, mm. like huge, oh, yeah. like more, um, like modern ins- inspiration. Um, Good Time is one of my favorite movies. Uncut Gems is like incredible. Like that style, it's super gritty crime, like the tension that's built up. The Basically, it's like anxiety filmmaking where you just ramp up the story and the stakes and like your heroes or your protagonists are not good people, but you're mm-hmm. kind of like tricked into sympathizing with them as you're going on this journey with them. And then one like every second, things just get worse and worse and worse. And it's just like my girlfriend, my girlfriend, you guys both know her, Lauren. Um, Lauren can, can even Who? finish like either of those movies because of the anxiety it's just too much <laughs> and have i'm there seen, like fuck yeah yeah give it to me have you guys seen that uh skateboarding film that mid 90s blank check mid 90s no i haven't seen mid 90s it's I, I've been really meaning to. good i really do because like that's like what i grew up in like small town skateboarding community hooligans the older skater kids who did drugs and like you looked up to and like that movie like resonated for me because i was like damn this is like exactly the shit i grew up in and uh i I think he did a fantastic job with that too so i'm excited to see what more he can do directing wise and i don't know what else he's directed but um he just made an instagram post about how he is finally like about to announce his next um, oh. film that he's gonna that he oh. wrote and he's gonna direct. Let's go. Yeah. So my thing with mid nineties is I think it was like I love the style of it and I think it was great for like a first feature and that sounds so pretentious even saying that. But I think like it didn't wow me. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I didn't come up in yeah. that. But it um, wowed me. It just because seemed... they captured exactly that era and that scene so accurately. Yeah, that that it was like, oh fuck! It was like the most nostalgic thing, at, and adding that the, the heartfelt story into it, it was it was like special. I think if you went through it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also, as I was watching it, I was like, this honestly just feels like the American mid '90s like LA version of This Is England. Mm-hmm. Like I was getting those heavy vibes, and then I like I looked it up, and his number one inspiration for the movie is This Is England. Yeah, yeah no <laughs> Which doubt. Is so funny. Um, uh, I don't know if you get get this kid or you had this experience, but for me, like a kid growing up in Canada, your outlet as to what the adolescent experience is American movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so honestly, too, like not to make this about myself, <laughs> but no, like, do it. Uh, make like it when about I was yourself. Writing, when I was writing my my book, too, I was thinking about the Halloweens that I would see in movies and TV where like, you know. Kids aren't trick or treating in three feet of snow. They're, yeah, 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 yeah. They are not wearing winter coats. They're they're out in their costumes and doing whatever. So for me, it was also like, oh, I'm you know writing what I what I would have seen. Mm-hmm. And as a Canadian, I idealized as like, which is usually just the I think the the Los Angeles kids experience, which is right. a whole other weird, uh, like backwards world experience. Because I don't think being a kid growing up in L.A. like I have is to imagine it's feel that's there's a lot about it that probably doesn't feel normal. But yeah. Uh, it's, it was pretty normal for me. Um, <laughs> oh. Like, I mean, I grew up in the valley. <laughs> you turned out great. Yeah, Look but up. no, for sure. It's like, I mean, especially watching movies. There's like um, the like stereotypical like n- what neighborhoods look like, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you realize like 
that a lot of them were shot in like neighborhoods in LA and stuff like that. Yeah. Like there's this neighborhood over on like Wilshire and like, fuck, I don't even know what the cross street would be, but it's like this neighborhood that I used to walk Vinny in because when I lived in Koreatown, I didn't want to walk Vinny in Koreatown because of all the, sh- the human shit that was all over yeah. the ground. Mm. So I would drive okay. him to this neighborhood. Hold on one second. Hey, Lauren, can you please bring me a glass of water? That's a, that's Lauren. Okay, it's she, fine. It's fine. He okay. hires her to bring him glasses of water. <laughs> and read to him. Thank you. And read to him, yeah. Um, sorry, I've just been so thirsty, and I didn't want to get up again. Um, for your guys' sake. But what was I saying? But yeah, so I used to walk Vinny in this neighborhood, and human I was like, shit. there were always shoots happening at these houses, and they were like mm. just ideal, like huge, beautiful houses, but they also looked so just like stereotypical movie houses and i was like oh it all makes sense this is where all those movies were yeah and i found like my perspective of that was like very much romanticizing what life is or what life is supposed Mm -hmm. to be you know living in the fucking country in canada and stuff like that and you like it was interesting because like i don't think it negatively affected my look on where i lived and what my town was but it's certainly like i don't know i don't know what it did but like you said elise it very much shaped what you thought of was normal you know what i mean for the world and that you're just in canada and it's fucking snow and like just different yeah yeah it's an interesting one um what do you think james another another caller we yeah we do have one more caller well let's let's bring him in let's see what the caller wants uh if they want money i'm not giving it to them boys elise uh just wanted to ask what your favorite thing to do is when you get fucking out of this realm high Peace. Is that Johnny Depp? Dude. Yes, yes, I just want to I'm see confused, what, I'm what scared, and I need help. <laughs> Poor guy. I um, think. I don't know. I, that was so funny. Um, what a question. Anyways, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> um, I don't get high anymore, but when I used to get high, I would just fucking be high all the time. Yeah, I love James. playing a video game, getting immersed in a video game when I'm high watching a fucking dope movie or show just like i loved the the positives of getting high until more negatives started happening when i right. would get high so then i right. stopped getting high yeah uh for me it's sleeping <laughs> uh hell yeah <laughs> i got good sleep too <laughs> love to get high and sleep uh and also become very, very, uh, I'm, I'm not an, an upper Paranoid. person with it. Become, well, just become very, very, um, I, I don't like get giddy or anything. I just get very reclusive, mm. like quiet. I'm, I'm not a fun, uh, <laughs> like person to get high with. So yeah, just I don't chill, really, just chill. I don't really like it. I get that. You know what I mean? Like I think in high school I used to get more giddy and stuff like that, but, um, I don't really <laughs> At do it at all anymore and when i do which it hasn't it's been like eight months maybe but i i think i like watching movies and i yeah. like sleeping and i used to love going on adventures i used to love that because it'd be so fun if you're on the same page with someone oh, yeah you're not, you're not in your head and judging each other or anything like james and i went on an adventure one time when we first met he came over yes. and we fucking got blazed oh we, man i love we it. walked like an hour and a half to go get pizza or something dude <laughs> It was our little yeah, white we castle were just adventure. Like, we fucking, I went over to your house and you just had like a jar of shake 
like this fat ass jar of fucking shake. shake. And shape. we didn't have anything to smoke out of, so we just got like a Coke can and made a little fucking crack pipe out of it. And that's so bad, dude. Yeah, it's the so chemicals, bad. Chemicals, dude. We used to do that <laughs> shit in bad. high school. The apple. Fucking, oh, the apple. The apple's dope. A water bottle bong you'd make. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, classic. I remember, dude. So, like, smoking weed in high school was the most fun. Yeah. Um, I remember when no my friends and I, yeah, you have no responsibilities. You have no real world stresses. Nothing matters. So yeah. you're just like, ah. yeah. Like, we bought a bong, I think it was maybe junior year, and my friend's older brother bought this bong for us, and we named it JB, James Bong. James <laughs> Bong. Yeah, like like James's bong. Right. <laughs> no, like James Bond. Um, and the first time I smoked out of it, I threw up. Wow. And it was sick. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. I had a fucking like, seizure one time. I was at my friend's house, and his parents didn't know we were high, and I was walking up the stairs because we were going up to his room to get the fuck away from them because we didn't know they were going to be home. And everything started to like go black, and I tripped on the stairs and fell on the stairs and was like seizing. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's, my friend Shane was like downstairs like eating a fucking sandwich, and he's a tall, curly-haired, very white guy, and he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> Jamie fucking have a seizure on the stairs and his mom was like Shane what's happening to Clayton he's, this is not a good time he's not having a good time right now he's just <laughs> I don't know mom I don't know and then I kind of came to and just went uh, 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 climbed upstairs and fucking passed out <laughs> and that's that's you why don't you don't know do drugs the, kids you don't know the good days when you're in them right you only know them after you've after you've processed how bad they were and you can look back with yeah. only fond memories. Mm-hmm. After the mm-hmm. cerebral hemorrhaging has gone down. Yeah. Then you know. Elise, thank home. you so much for fucking being on here. I'm sorry to interrupt you just then. No, no. <laughs> There's a noise gate, so sometimes I think people are done talking and I'll go ahead with something and be like, but thank you. Know, you. Thank you for I, coming on here. I had a wonderful time and was so like, such a treasure and a treat to catch up with you both and see how yeah, you're doing. Yeah, honestly. Same to you. I always want to see you thriving, and um, Likewise. I hope this is not the, you know, I hope we don't go another year without catching up. Fuck um, no, dude. No, we won't. Fuck no. When, when but, we're uh, able to go nuts, we're going to go to a fucking bar and go crazy and fucking <laughs> Let's get, hang out. No get a DUI. Let's go to Kim's, Kim's friend's house. Come on. You know, you know? go down the stairs. <laughs> Yo, Let's when this is all over Shane. with, we should all have seizures together. Oh, I'm in. Respectfully pass. Okay. Oh, okay. Fine. Never <laughs> mind. But yeah, maybe if you guys want to come on the Funhouse podcast, would do. love it. Always down. Always down. You know. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Of course. of course, anytime. And yeah, I mean, fucking, you're one of our very people. You're one so. of our very great people. Listen, everybody <laughs> listening, go fucking buy Lisa's book. You don't have to. It's you called have to buy it. The house that is haunted. That's close. It's called That's everybody. Close. It's called everybody's in the house. I'm sorry, Elise. Everybody hates Raymond's haunted house. What is it? Oh, night at the haunted house. The walks. No. God night damn it. The night, night at haunted house. Halloween house. Yeah, I mean that's basically it. That's what good is enough. it actually? It's a night in Halloween house. Night in that's Halloween house. It's on Amazon. We'll put no it in the link in the description. Go fucking buy it. Go buy it. You got a kid? Are you a kid? Probably not. You can't you know, understand. I say unless, unless you really, really want it, I would say it's been a rough year. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. You know? To the unless book. You re- no. <laughs> no, treat yourself to the book. No. Go yeah. buy the book. Go follow Elise uh. on her socials. Go fucking check out Funhouse. You already know what it is. Go watch this shit. We love you, Elise. Thank you for love being you here guys. on 182. Come back soon, yeah? 
I'll be back. Legend. Can't hold me back. I don't good know why I said that. Good evening and good night. And if I don't <laughs> see you, then I'm fucking dead. <laughs>